are now tuned in to the Meesey Muse Unplugged, a pop-up podcast variety show helping consultants along their journey to greatness with your host, management consultant, author, and blogger, Christy Lindor. Getters, welcome to the Misi Muse Unplugged podcast show. For episode 26, we will be doing a segment that I call AMA Ask Me Anything. And if this is your first time tuning in, AMAs are when I have the utmost pleasure of connecting with either a seasoned or former consultant and they share their career journey and give you advice. Today's guest, we've got Michael Beddows. A little bit about Michael. He is a consultant, seasoned consultant, entrepreneur, as well as the founder of the IT Consulting Group, which he'll talk a little bit about. Super cool coaching uh, services that he can provide now. And he, he gives he gives his career journey and go-getters. I really want you to take heed to some of the things Michael shares. I've known Michael for many years. He's been you know a high-performing consultant. He's always on the cutting edge. I, and I really love uh, talking to him and brainstorming. He's always got some great perspectives. I think you'll really enjoy his conversation. So a couple other things I wanted to share. So without ado, I'm happy to announce that my book is done. Go-getters, I'm just so thankful. You know, this is actually the, the Thanksgiving season. I have a lot to be thankful for in my life. And the book is just, it's just amazing that I finally finished the book. Oh my gosh. One couple of things I want to share. So, so many of you may, you hear me talk about the book here and there. I, I haven't really talked about it as much on this show um, as of late. And so, you know, I definitely am going to do an episode just talking more about the book, but it's been a three year journey to actually write the book. I didn't think it was going to take me that long. Uh, and I'll share uh, some of the details in the future, but I want you to mark your calendar. I am having a virtual book release party. on January 25th is going to be at 6 p.m. Eastern time. So Eastern time in the U.S. So save the date. Uh, I'll definitely be putting out more information as I mentioned. As we get closer to the end of the year, I'll definitely uh, put out uh, an episode talking just more specifically about the book, what you can expect, and all that good stuff. So in the meantime, if you want to start to get connected, into the book, we're, I'm going to be having a, a launch campaign, like a, a, an email launch campaign that I'm going to kick off in December. So go to my website, mecmuse.com, and if you scroll down, you'll see where you can sign up for the book. Go ahead and sign up for um, book notifications. Uh, so from there, you'll be connected in. So when we start to launch, you'll get all types of freebies. So I'll uh, give kind of freebie uh components of my books, put out some graphics that I've created, and just a lot of a lot of cool stuff. I'm, I'm super excited for this this day. It's been it's been a long time coming. In the book, honestly I mentioned that it you know took three years to write it, but the book journey really started 16 years ago. So I'm kind of, I'll kind of leave you with that and, and, and we'll pick that up 
in a future future episode. One more thing I wanted to talk about before um, what my, my last announcement. So go-getters, if you want to be a great consultant, I highly recommend you attend a TED talk or a TEDx talk. Um, this past weekend, I had the utmost pleasure of attending the TEDx Beacon Street talks here in Boston. Uh, and I actually was part of the team. I volunteered, got behind the scenes. I was able to connect with speakers. It was so fabulous. And so I actually, uh, I want to do a segment. I want to kind of highlight some of my favorite talks. But I think as a, I think, you know, I'm, I'm adding that to kind of my, my kind of mental map of a great consultant. I think great consultants should really consider, you know, attending these TED Talks. You know, the one I attended was, was completely free for someone to register. And the amazing kind of things that they talk about and the ideas that's shared. I think anyone that really want to be on the cutting edge of any particular industry, this, those are the places to be, go-getters, or even to to do your own TED Talk. So, so we'll talk about that. I'm actually going to do um, an episode just talking about TED Talks in the future. I was so inspired. Um, but I'm, I want to make sure before I, I have that discussion, um, I know the TEDx Beacon Street team, they're working really hard to really um, get the recordings up and running for the various different talks that took place this past weekend. So I want to be able to have some of those clips that I can share uh, on the, this upcoming episode so stay tuned for that i'll keep you posted when we will launch kind of that that tedx uh talk episode stay tuned also for episode 27 we're actually going to do a quick wins with jenny ray larue uh so a little bit about jenny ray she's actually a former mbb consultant and she's the managing director for uh the website managementconsulted.com uh so if you are a consultant if you're a seasoned consultant you're probably very familiar with managementconsulted.com. It is the, the go-to site for management consultants. And you know this website has been part of my journey, especially when I talk about uh, when I pivoted into, into management consultant. This was actually the first place I landed and it was really, really helpful for me in my career. So I'm so super excited that we get a chance to sit down and connect with Jenny Ray and talk a little bit about her journey, but also about all the cool stuff that managementconsulted.com and the team are, do, are up to. So stay tuned for that uh, coming up next week in episode 27. So with that, let's get started. So Michael, thank you again for taking time to join us on the Misi Muse Unplugged. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Christy. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be a, a really cool conversation. And you've just got such a colorful background <laughs> as a consultant and an <laughs> entrepreneur. But maybe before we get started, if you can take a moment to introduce yourself to the go-getters of the Missy News Unplugged. Sure. I've been working in a variety of enterprise technology fields for about 20 years now, and about two-thirds of that has been spent in consulting and the remaining third as an entrepreneur. And as a consultant, I've worked independently for boutique firms and also for software vendor professional services. And I kind of think of there being four types of consultants, depending on whether or not they're implementing and depending on whether or not they're working with clients on a full-time or part-time basis. And I kind of segment them into contractors, advisors, freelancers, and coaches. And for me, I've been more of a, of a contractor, kind of doing not only the strategy and advising for clients, but also the implementation as a project or product manager about, eight, I would say, about 80% of the time, and then more of an advisor, a strategic advisor for about 20% of the time. That was such a consultant answer. <laughs> I love how you broke that down. That was great. So you talk about being a hybrid and I really like how you've decided to kind of ebb and flow. Maybe 
kind of my first question, if we can take a step back, at what point in your journey did you decide to go into consulting and, and how did you make the pivot from the different types of consulting work you've done? Because you've done a lot of great stuff, a lot of great experiences. So like, how did you make that shift into entrepreneurship and kind of that, that ebb and flow? If you can just kind of give a little bit of, of how you got started. Sure. I I don't think I ever decided to become a consultant. I think it just happened to me. In my very first job, my boss was offered a position at a boutique consultancy in Boston, and he asked me to join him. And after some initial projects in New York and Switzerland, I was hooked. (laughs) So I think think the the travel aspect of consulting was something that I really enjoyed, especially as a a young professional. In terms of entrepreneurship, I've I've always been an entrepreneur from, from the very start. And so that was something that was always in the background. So even as I was consulting, I was always thinking of what products could I launch on my own? I was always launching products for, for customers. And I was always thinking, how can I get my own product out into the market as well? That's so cool. So you became an accidental consultant and ended up do it sounds like doing some really cool stuff. Like, do you have a, a specific domain that you you kind of sum up that's like in your expertise or are you kind of generalist? I think I've been a specialist at various different times. I mean, I started my career doing data mining, actually. I mean, my, my graduate degree was in artificial intelligence, and I immediately want to apply that in business and started doing data mining for telecoms and financial services. And then that started to get me into customer relationship management. And I started my career as more of like a technical implementer doing both data analytics mm. and also software development, but then uh, eventually got into project management. And then once the internet came out and, and content management became popular, I started to get into that field, which then took me from web content management into enterprise content management, which took me into knowledge management. And then I started thinking about how technology impacts people, specifically professionals in large corporations, and how technology can bring people together to be far more productive. And then that got into enterprise collaboration, which was a field that I was in for for quite some time. And then as I've launched different startups, which have been related to collaboration, I've started to realize that or get heavily involved in sales and marketing. It's really critical for entrepreneurship. And I would also argue even for, for consulting. So I've started to get into things like customer experience management, and then also user experience most recently as well. So yeah, I have kind of run the gamut in terms of different fields. (laughs) I think it's really good because you've really kind of, when you think about consulting and how cyclical it could be, you've kind of ebbed and flowed and adapted, it it sounds like, as, as the needs of the markets changed. When you look at like all the different types of work you've done, like what would you say is like the fun, like the most fun area that you focused on and, and why did you, why did you enjoy it? I think the most fun is when you're doing work that surprises you. You know, when you're doing work and you deliver something that you never thought you were actually capable of of producing. You know, when you're kind of looking, you're saying to yourself, you know, where where did that come from? You know, how did I actually create that? I, I was just thinking of of an example when I was consulting to one of Canada's largest law firms, and I was giving a presentation to the partners of the law firm, and everybody in that room had a lot more experience than I did, and was probably a lot smarter than I was. <laughs> And yet they're all listening to what I had to say. And I'm standing up there giving this presentation and I'm, I'm hearing the words coming out of my mouth and I'm thinking, who's saying this? I don't know if you've ever had that experience <laughs> before where you're, you're kind of slightly amazed by, by what you're saying or that you're actually capable of doing that. And I think those are, are really fun moments when you're in this moment of flow, you know, and things are just naturally coming out of you that, that just work out really well. I couldn't agree more with that because 
I think what's interesting is just kind of how you kind of ebbed and done different things I have as well. And you're right. I think you get to a point that you can literally, as a consultant, you, you kind of get dropped into like unknown territory and you're able to kind of ramp up, get up to speed and be able to to really articulate and have a pulse in an area that I think sometimes I think surprises ourselves as well. So I, I completely agree on that. It's really funny how people recommend that you come up with like a five-year plan for your career. And I think that's absolutely impossible, <laughs> at least in consulting it is. I mean, a yeah. six-month plan maybe, but five years, you just never know where your career is going to take you. So you just have to kind of, to some extent, play it by ear. Share with us like a story of what was like a defining moment in your consulting career that really shaped your values. I think one moment was when I realized that it's really important to give the people that you're working with ownership of the solutions that you're delivering. I mean, often on projects, I've worked with large numbers of stakeholders, but then one time one client suggested that I call them executive producers, which I thought was really clever because they ended up becoming co-creators of the solution and the best advocacy you could ever hope for on a project. So I think, you know, one, one turning point was realizing, you know, that I should not be afraid to give my clients more control. I think as a, as an early consultant, you know, you have this feeling that you've got to, got to jump in and have all the answers and have all the solutions. Whereas when you, when you build those solutions with your client, it's a much better position to be in. Right. So true. So true. And you hit on a really key concept in, in my book. I, I actually have a like a whole chapter that just talks about taking your clients along for the journey. And it just it really highlights some of those those points. It has to be a collaboration because that's I always say the client knows their business best and they have to be part of the solutioning. They have to be part of that journey in order for it to really to be realistic, to you know, that it can be implemented. Yeah, and I think also clients need to learn to some degree how to how to do it themselves as well. Like I think you were talking earlier about what makes a great consultant. And I think I think good consultants deliver value and great consultants teach their clients how to create value for themselves. And I think that's something that consultants need to keep in mind. Well said. Well said. I think I was gonna ask you that question next. So <laughs> that kind of worked <laughs> out. So I guess I want to pivot again. And I know, Michael, you are in the process of a new venture, the Enterprising Group. So maybe if you can share with our go-getters a little bit about what Enterprising Group is and kind of where you are in that launch. Sure. So Enterprising Group is going to be a peer-to-peer learning network for enterprise professionals, specifically practitioners of different enterprise topics. So the plan is I'm going to be partnering with consultants for advisory services on every enterprise topic you can think of, whether it be employee-related issues, business process, IT, and customer issues as well. So I'm launching the first site of this network this week, actually, and it's going to be called IT Consulting. It's going to be a site where I'm coaching professionals on how to become IT consultants. So I mentioned earlier that I've been doing like a lot of contracting and some advisory work, but now I'm making this transition into coaching, which is going to be very new for me. What made you decide to to do that? I'm just curious. It was interesting. Someone had mentioned to me and said, have you ever thought of starting a, a business on helping people to do what you've been doing for years? And I thought, no, actually, I haven't. And I'd realized when I stopped and thought about it that, yeah, I've, I've amassed over 20 years of experience and I probably have a lot to offer professionals. And it also made me realize, you know, I've worked on projects and, and I've actually had clients ask me more about what is it like to be a consultant. 
And I'm sure that, you know, our clients are probably looking at us thinking, you know, I, I could do what they do and get paid twice as much. You know? So I think that they're already thinking about making that transition, but, but need some guidance on, on how to make that happen. Today's episode is brought to you on behalf of the Misi Muse. A hundred plus selected practices, unwritten rules and habits of great consultants. A book by Christy Lindor. Written in the voice of a mentor, the Misi Muse provides insights on the unwritten rules of great consultants, a perfect read for new or aspiring consultants. Christy dives into her 15-plus years of consulting experience while sharing interviews and anecdotes from over 50 consulting partners and leaders that represents thought leadership from 80% of the top 10 consulting firms in the world. Pre-sale begins shortly. Sign up at www.macymuse.com. Right, right. And I think you're you're spot on. Coaching is is definitely an area that I think any great consultant or anyone striving to be great in their journey should really look at having as this kind of a as an another kind of support mechanism, you know, for their career, whether a person is a freelance consultant, they work at a firm, they're new. I think people sometimes underestimate, at least in, at least it seemed in the past, maybe it's, the trend is changing, but people tend to underestimate the value of coaching in a business environment. So I don't know if you remember back in the day, and I, I know I'm dating myself when I say that, but it felt like when you heard the word coaching, it was almost like it was a deficiency. It wasn't, oh, someone needs to be coached. It's like, oh, like they don't know what they're doing. And it's so not like that, <laughs> you know, and you think about like athletes, all athletes, I don't care how many medals or how many championships they've won. Usually the first person that's by their side is an amazing coach. So why would that be any different in the business setting? Yeah, I think I think every admired person you could look at has, has probably had a coach behind them or several coaches working with them. And I think that time is something that, that money just can't buy. I think by having a coach, it can accelerate your career. I mean, you're working with someone that, that has already done it. So why? And I think there's, there is this kind of mentality that people have, like they look at what you offer and they think, oh, I could do that myself. Well, of course you can. You know, nobody's saying that you can't do it yourself. It's just going to take you six months to a year. But why do that when you can work with someone who can get you going in like one or two months? Right. So it's, it's all about time and, and convenience and really accelerating the process. Absolutely. So I, I love the enterprising group and I can't wait to hear more about it when you launch. Well, thanks. Yeah. I can't wait to make the launch. It's, it's almost <laughs> there. Just putting the finishing touches on it. That's good stuff. I guess before we, we kind of pivot towards the end of the show, one last question. Now, you know, you've, you mentioned 20 plus years, you've got a, a storied background Every time I know you, Michael, you're always like on the cutting edge. Like you're, when I think about like crossing the chasm and I think about that theory, you're like in that, what is it? The early adopter innovator. Like you're always like ahead of the, ahead of the curve. Given that, like knowing what you know now, Michael, like what would you, what advice would you give your younger self? Wow. Okay. (laughs) There's probably several things I could give to people starting a career early in, uh, in consulting. I think one, I, I remember when I started consulting back in my, my 20s, one issue that I think comes up for young professionals that I, that I just want to say is don't be intimidated by older professionals. 
Experience is very valuable for sure, but age doesn't always translate into knowledge or wisdom. And you're really, you're there to do a job. So just focus on doing it and don't let someone bully you because of an age difference. And I mean, I can give an example when I was working at a financial firm in New York and we were talking about CRM and I suggested that, you know, maybe we should be monitoring channel performance. And someone there said, oh, no one measures channel performance anymore and just dismissed the idea and just, you know, moved on. And so, you know, I just I kept my cool and didn't take it personally and, and you know, just kind of kept checking in with him, making sure his voice was heard because it felt like there was some sort of friction there. And years later, of course, channel performance is really key, you know, within an omni-channel environment. So sometimes older people can make judgments on younger people and you, you can't let that affect you. You just have to kind of keep moving forward. Another piece of advice I can give is something that I mentioned earlier about having five-year plans. I think, you know, I like this quote, which says, how can you achieve your five-year plans in the next six months? And I think the purpose of that quote is to, is to challenge your assumptions about what it's going to take to, to make that five-year plan happen. And what if you had to compress it in six months? How would you make that happen? I think is really quite thought-provoking. And for consultants, I think that could better be applied than within the field of sales and marketing. So I think consultants don't see themselves as marketers or salespeople. I mean, if they want to be a salesperson, they would have become a salesperson, not a consultant. But we're really living in an increasingly competitive world, and those are skills that really need to be to be mastered. So I think that they should start thinking about them now. I mean, even if a consultant joins a large consulting firm and they look and say, yeah, someday in, you know, in 10 years, I want to make partner. Well, what, what do partners do? They do business development, which is you know, a nice way of saying sales. So I, I think they need to start thinking about, okay, how do, I, how do I start doing that now in small steps so that by the time they move forward in their career, they can, they can be ready to take on those new challenges. I also think, you know, to go off on a different tangent, I think consultants should keep an eye on, on AI, on artificial intelligence. I really do think that machine learning is going to start eating into a number of tasks that have traditionally been the domain of consultants. For example, advising on detailed analysis or predictive modeling is going to be a task that's going to be increasingly taken on by machines. And so consultants have to think, well, how do they play in that new reality? With some of their work being overtaken, how are they going to add more value to, to that process in the future is something to be, to be mindful of. Finally, and this is just a, a really small minor note. <laughs> so as a, as a young professional, I used to hate taking notes. And when I started uh, on, on consulting engagements, I used to think that it was kind of beneath me. Like, why, you know, shouldn't someone else be taking notes? Like, I've, I've got these degrees and this and that, and I don't, I don't want to be taking notes. I'm here to solve problems, right? I'm here to deliver solutions, not take notes. But years later, you know, 20 years later, and I take notes all the time. I take notes before meetings, during meetings, after meetings. I keep a daily journal of everything that I work on. <laughs> and, you know, I think that not only do you solve your own problems by taking notes, also when you send those notes to clients, you're making your clients feel like they're being heard. And it's really valuable. So don't feel bad about taking notes. It's actually one of the most valuable things you can do as a consultant. And see, Michael Getters, this is exactly why you probably need to head up Michael for some coaching services. He just dropped some really good key nuggets. I couldn't have said that any better. So, so thank you, Michael. Those, those insights were extremely helpful. You know, you talked about AI and I know you mentioned, you know, you have a degree in that. I may want to do an episode just on AI because I feel like there's just so much noise in the system. And I think there's like a lot of like urban legends running around and sort. And so I think depending on kind of the type of perspective you have, some people see it as doomsday, others see it as like the next coming of a gold rush. So 
I would love to have you back on the show, Michael, just to talk about AI. I think I am going to put that on just on a docket to, to cover that, just given your background. Sure, sure. We'd love to do a, a deep dive on AI. And AI from the perspective, especially for any newbie or, or aspiring consultants, what are some of the things they need to do now to begin to prepare for that? Because with AI and just the advent of the way the landscape is changing over the next five to 10 years, people kind of need to start ramping up on skills that I think are still being identified. Like, I think we're still trying to figure out what the workforce of the future looks like. I hear a lot of people talk about it, but I'm like, I still don't know if we really know. We're like still on the cusp of turning that corner. So. Yeah. I mean, I think even, even with my background in AI, I'm not sure if I can predict, you know, exactly how things are going to go. There's just been so much change lately just because of the increase in computing power. I mean, I think that I loved AI back in the 90s when I got started in it, but we never had the computing power that we have today. So it was never as easy to, to get things going as it is right now. But yeah, it's, it's a really interesting field. And it's very interesting to see how things are going to develop. For sure. Well, this was great. This wraps up today's episode. So thank you so much, Michael, for your time. I don't know if you've got any, any last parting remarks for the go-getters. No, thank you so much, Christy. It's really been a pleasure to be here. And as always, I, I always enjoy our discussions. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And go-getters, if you have a question, feedback, want to be a guest, just drop us a line at mecmuseunplugged at gmail.com. Again, that's unplugged at gmail.com. I would like to thank today's guest for being on the show. Thank you, Michael. And thank you to my go-getters for tuning in. This is Christy Lindor signing out for the Missy Muse Unplugged pop-up podcast. And here is to your journey to greatness. Tune in every Friday for new episodes syndicated on iTunes, Google Play Music, and many more. Visit www.misimuse.com for more information.